And this Thursday, Yud Aleph Shvat will be the Yaltite of my father, Rav Agoen, Rabbi Yisrael Noach Weinberg Zatzal, the founder and dean of Asia Torah Worldwide Organization. It is very hard for me to put in such a big person into a few moments. It could take days and weeks to speak about him. But as I understood, the nature of this program is to really take giant people and to put them in a few words. So it's just a sample and very little words that we could say about someone so big. Many people think that my father grew up in an unaffiliated house. And maybe that's the reason that my father created an organization for Balei Tshuva, because in a natural way that many of the organizations that was founded is due to a specific need that a person went through by himself. And then he makes an organization to help other people to go through and help them in this need that they have. But my father grew up actually in a very strong home, in a very high-level Yiddishkeit family. My grandfather, Rabbi Tzchok Matisio Weinberg, was a giant by himself that raised his children in such a special way with Kavad the Torah, loving the Jewish people, caring for the Jewish people. My grandfather sent even my aunt, Chava Pinkus, to go and learn in Poland by Sarah Schneerer. Because my grandfather sent Sarah Schneerer a message that my aunt will need to come back to America and open up Abes Yaakov. His entire life was looking out for the Jewish people and I'm sure, no doubt, that this is what brought my father to this sense of responsibility. My father himself was an orphan when he was young. He grew up with his mother. My grandfather passed away when my father was around 13 to 15 years. And is growing up with a widow mother. In the summers, my father saw that my grandmother is spending a lot of money on camps and things that cost her money. And she used to work very hard to have, to make sure that her children should have whatever they need. But as my father grew up, he felt the responsibility that once he could go out and work in the summers and own his own money, he would not take any more money from his mother for sure not for the summer, and he, he would even support himself for the year. So my father in Benazmanim, in the days of from Yeshiva, he would go and work and travel around America in different places. My father said that these trips were sometimes very long. He would get to different sides of America. But he said that in these trips, something changed in his life. My father met a lot of Jewish people. He saw that people were so excited of being Jewish. He felt the light in their eyes. 
the hope that they had for their children and for their grandchildren. They were so excited to see a Frum guy working and making some money and going back to yeshiva. It was very touching for them. And my father said that he would turn to these people, that he saw that they are proud of being Jewish. And he would ask them this question, what makes you so proud about being Jewish? And my father said sadly that more and more he saw that so many people, even though they were so excited about Judaism, as I say, they was hoping for their children and grandchildren to stay Jewish and to marry Jewish and to have a connection. But when he asked them, what makes you so proud about being Jewish? They had no idea. They couldn't answer this question. They were excited, but they didn't know nothing about it. We're talking about, I believe, in the late 50s, and in, in the early 50s in America, that there was many, many Jews. And my father sees this and he starts getting very worried. He said, if the parents, although they love Judaism so badly, but they don't know enough about Judaism, then one generation down, two generations down, let's not talk about more generations after that, we're going to lose these people. We're going to lose their children and their grandchildren. Because excitement, you can't give over. If you don't have the knowledge, then the excitement will disappear and these people is going to assimilate. And that's what was when assimilation was between 5 to 7%, he saw that the spiritual holocaust is coming to the Jewish people. And he, that made him to wake up and to start being active about the Jewish people. My father tried many, many ways. He tried to speak to his rabbis. He, he tried to speak to G'dayle Israel. He tried to encourage people to see what could we do for the Jewish people. My father was so concerned. The way that he would look at it and he would express it, as he said that the Jewish people was on a one-way road. People was just leaving Jewish Judaism and hardly people was entering the Jewish people. And this burned in his bones. He felt the responsibility. He would always tell us, when you come home and your house is a mess, who do you turn to first? Do you turn to the little kids that don't know how to fix up the house? Or you turn to the older kids that they know their responsibility and they have the ability at least to try to fix up the house. We are God's big children. We are chosen to be God's big children. We're chosen to be God's kids that know what's going on and could do something about it. This is our own brothers and sisters. We have to do something about it. My father dedicated his life to this mission. He dedicated his life to first understand how painful is it for our father, our God, that his children are so far away of them. He dedicated his life to understand how painful is it for people to be so lost. 
not to get up with a meaningful life, not to live with a meaning of life, and not to enter the olden days with the ability to understand what in the world they did here. The natural way of responsibility, my father tried to ask people to do something about it. But as he went along, he realized that no one is not going to do something about it. And he always would quote what his father would probably tell him many, many times. If there's no one doing the job, then you have to try to do something about it. There's no doubt that my father saw this is maybe even a mission impossible. My father didn't have the skills. My father didn't have the money. My father didn't have the real ability. My father was a very quiet person. He was a person that you wouldn't find him in the headlines. But one thing burnt in his bones. He knew that Hashem wants it. He knew that Hashem wants his children. He knew that our father will not give up for any one of his children. And as he would say, I knew that if I would ask a father a robe to save his children, the father will give me. And his father gave it to him. His father Hashem gave it to him. He gave him, first of all, the wisdom and the understanding how to speak to people, how to touch their hearts, how to take Judaism and show them how beautiful it is. One of his lines, they would say the Judaism is so beautiful. It's really so beautiful. We all know it. The problem is, sometimes it's not presented the right way. Our job is to take Judaism and to present it the right way, to show people how beautiful the Torah is, to show people what a life they could own if they would just understand who they are, what is the Torah, and where is the father god that loves them so much my father spent nights and days to try to figure out what would be the right way he really looked on this as a mission impossible it's really so many people so many lives how can you get to them how can you change them what could you really do as a person himself you feel so small and you feel so useless. But my father, as I said, he tried. He tried every way that he could. He worked so hard. My father opened five different organizations. Some of them didn't work out. My father would, let, would say it failed. I don't like to say the word fail because there was no failure. But some of them didn't work out. And some of them he left very bitter. But my father was always focused. He said, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And every drop that I do is making a difference. Also, if I don't see it and also if I don't feel it. And that's what brought him to create Aisha Torah. The idea of Aisha Torah is that my father realized that to make a real difference for the Jewish people, we have to make an organization. We have to bring people to turn them on, but the most important part of it is to make them leaders, is to make them responsible for the Jewish people. We could be a place that people will come and learn the thousands and the hundreds 
and maybe the ten thousands and a hundred thousands. But the bottom line is to make a difference in the Jewish people, to face the reality that if we're not going to wake up, we're going to lose so many of our brothers and sisters. We have to build an organization. We have to build people that's going to build people that's going to change lives of people and create other leaders. This is the only way. This is the way that he felt. Also, he was inspired by Saul Schneider herself that created Beis Yaakov, that created a place that wasn't only to teach girls, it was a place that girls will teach girls and eventually change the world as we see that they are changing. Eishatoz was founded on this idea to get as many people that we could to take responsibility for the Jewish people, to think, to work together, to break our heads and to beg Hashem, how could we do something to bring your kids even closer? My father would be one of those people that I think very clearly you could say the thousands of people on his behalf, directly and indirectly, I, I would even say hundred, hundreds of thousands of people is closer to Yiddishkeit. But let me tell you something. My father, you would never find him say these words, I made this person a Baal Tshuva. That wasn't in his vocabulary. My father would never say such a thing. His connection was a, with Hashem was indescribable. My father lived Hashem and he felt the old time as a messenger, as a shaliach of Hashem. It was nothing about him. And I think that that's part of his power. That's part of his success. When you take credit for yourself, when you say, I did, I created, this is what I did, we are pushing Hashem away. That's what he would tell us. The way that he would always look on it is that Hashem, and this was his words, he says, Hashem, you could do this much better than me. You know how to do this much better than me. You want it much better than me. The job of a person is not to change God's place, is not to take Hashem out of the picture and to put himself in there. The job of the person is to beg Hashem, please help me be your servant. Please help me be your shaliach. But the way that he would look on it and the way that he would say it is that he would beg Hashem on a daily basis and he would say, Hashem, help me care for the Jewish people. Make it to hurt me like it hurts me like my child. Make me, it should beat in my heart. And I know that if I would really, really care, you're going to give me the success. My father dedicated literally his life for this mission. Together with my mother, she should live a long life. They came to Eretz Israel when it wasn't so much fun to come to Eretz Israel. It wasn't organizations that helped people to come into Israel. It wasn't organizations to help people to settle into Israel. It was before the Six-Day War. My father and mother came to Israel because they believed and loved this land. 
They wanted to be close to Hashem. They felt that this is the place for them to raise their children. And more than that, my father felt that Kimitzion Tetzet Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. This is the place that we have to make the efforts to spread out the word of Hashem to the entire world. So my parents came to Eretz Yisrael before the Six-Day War. They came to a country that didn't have enough electricity. There was no refrigerators. They went back in time in, in comparison to what they had in America. But from that day on, from the day he landed in Israel, as my mother, Hashem should bless her in long life, told me that the same day my father sat and learned and started his journey of trying to understand how he could help the Jewish people. The connection between Torah and the mission was so clear for him. You have to learn to understand who you are. You have to make a greater connection with Hashem. At the same time, not to leave a day out of trying to fight for the Jewish people. His slogan was, you know something, you teach something. It wasn't simple words. It was words that he believed so deeply in his heart. He would tell us that just as a person knows, that if he sees someone falling unconscious on the street, and he doesn't know how to do CPR, and he doesn't know what to do exactly, but he knows he could do something. He could call for help. He could try his best. He could protect the other person that's in danger. Just as the same, my father felt in a spiritual way. Yes, people don't fall and faint on the street, but there's so many people that's walking around. They're so lost. They're so looking for someone to give them a good word, someone to care for them, someone to even to be a role model. And we could make so many changes just by our behavior. And for sure, if we know something, we should teach something. We should share it with our fellow friends, with people that we meet on the street in a nice way, in a comfortable way, in a way that they could connect to it. But we have to understand this is our responsibility. He would call to Chofetz Chaim that would say that if you go on the street and you see someone drowning, you have to try your best, of course, even so you don't know how to swim. But he says, if you go on the street and there's someone drowning and again and again you come to the same spot, you have to make sure to learn how to save these people. It can't be that we're going to go in the same place and we're not going to make an effort to understand at least the minimum how we could help other person. We could tell them a good word. We could share with them a wisdom. We never know what's going to change the other person. There is so much more to learn and speak about a person that his entire life was caring for the Jewish people, fighting for the Jewish people, praying for the Jewish people, hurting for the Jewish people. My father passed away in the night between Wednesday and Thursday 13 years ago. I was by him at 12 o'clock at night. He didn't miss any opportunity to always make sure 
to remind us and tell us what are we doing for the Jewish people. This is not a privilege. This is a obligation. Today, Aisha Torah is a worldwide organization. Thank God continues my father's legacy, continues my father's dream. So many rabbis and leaders and special people have grown in Aisha Torah and creating programs of themselves. So many projects that have come out from Aisha Torah are changing the world, literally changing the world. This is something that we could do, we should do, and we hope that we continue doing this. And for sure that this will be is Eilu Nishama. And I'll finish off with a request that he asked of all of us, an instruction that he gave us. I call it more as a tip for life that he gave us. He said, try to take a moment a day and think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Think about the Tsar of HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his children. Think about the father that's, that's waiting for everyone and one of his children. How painful is it for him, Kivyechol? That will give us the sense of responsibility. That will give us the sense of urgency. That will give us the bracha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We should take a few moments and think about it. Te'en nishmato tzrurah b'tzrurah ha'im. Arav Yisrael Noach ben Yitzchak Matatiyahu Weinberg.